Da-na-na, da-na-na. Wait, that's Sports Center. Uh, no, this is the Verb Pod Network. All right, guys. We're working on the intros. They're going to get better. Uh, something has to improve uh, over the top of just me making noises um, leading into these shows. Um, but I thank you guys so much for checking out these episodes. They're so much fun to do. And this one is no exception. Matty B, Matt Burkeen checks in for about 35 minutes of absolute gold. We got to go over his whole experience, which is an absolute shit show, at the... Cody Gragg Memorial Race, uh, it was a Verb Shred Tour event, um, I won't give out too much information about it, but honestly, he had him, he got put through the ringer on this particular weekend, so check it out, and uh, let me know what you guys think on uh, social media, follow along with Verb Moto, all over the internet, we're on YouTube, we're on social media, TikTok even, and uh, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, so uh, check us out, let us know what you think about this episode with Matt Burkeen. Welcome to a Verb Moto broadcast. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line, very special guest. You know him on YouTube. You might find him in an LCQ every once in a while or possibly <laughs> qualifying straight into a national. He rips a two-stroke and he was at the Cody Gregg Memorial Race this last weekend. He has quite the story to tell, so we got to dial him up. Matty B, what's going on, Matt? Not a whole lot. Just sitting here trying to get a little R&R in. I've got a uh, pretty swollen up leg and uh, quite a bit of pain in the contract. So we're just relaxing, trying to trying to lay low and, and recover from uh, the absolute seven-lap war that I tried to commence in with uh, one leg. Rest and recovery, exactly what's needed for the 820 in your program. Matt Burkeen joining us here. Uh, dude, you had yourself uh a tale of a thousand races this last weekend uh went down hard on the saturday ends up crawling your way back onto the line for sunday uh kind of take us take me through the whole weekend itself as well as how much it means to you of course this being the cody Gregg memorial race uh someone who is near and dear to your heart uh yeah well first of all this race it's always been special to me even you know when they first started it I think back in 2017 I wasn't even racing it yet but it just it meant a lot to me Cody and Chris were great friends of mine and and really everybody else that they ever came across at the races I um grew up spending a lot of my time at the tracks with Cody and Chris and Cody was even my roommate at south of the border for a few years so we were very close and I'll never forget where where I was and what I was doing when I heard that news. It it honestly just killed me, and I know we all miss him. But um, it's definitely cool to have a two-stroke race, like a uh, short sprint-type race with uh, big money. It's, like, perfect to do in their honor. Um, so it's always a fun event um, for me coming in. I've been having some health issues this year. I think we're dealing with, like, some Epstein-Barr or something like that. I got tested for mono, and they said I was good on that. But I've just been having a lot of fatigue issues, like, not really any energy. And I've been getting tired really quickly, bad arm pump, and just um, kind of feeling like a sack of crap out there. But um, the qualifying race for the Cody Gregg race, it was only four laps. So I, I pulled a big hole shot in that and ended up second behind Matty Jorgensen on his 300. So I was actually feeling really good going into the, uh, to the Sunday race. I wasn't uh, – you know, last year I was able to come out with the wins, so but I, I didn't necessarily have my sight set on that. Obviously, I wanted to win, but I didn't think that was really in the cards. But I was just hoping for like a solid top five to six ride. But then the next moto, um, the 250 Pro Am on Saturday, like I said, I've been dealing with the fatigue and stuff. So I was kind of on my way back. I just got passed by Luke Nice and I was trying to cut back down under him um, from the outside to in. And I mean, this was completely my fault. And I had no idea there was anybody behind me. But I went to go outside and shot across a couple of ruts and Rod Bell was already right on the inside of me, fully committed and just slammed me. And I'll, I'll have a video posted later tonight on my YouTube, but it sounds like a freaking plane crash or something. Like it has to be the hardest collision I've ever seen or heard. And it just like blew me off the bike, ran straight into my leg and smashed it in between like my bike and his bike. And I kind of thought it was broken, but didn't know so I rode back to the pits got the boot off and I was actually walking around on it a little bit and then after I stopped walking on it sat down for about five minutes it just swelled up like crazy so um, we made the game time decision to go to an urgent care to get some x-rays and then the urgent care took one look at me and outsourced me straight to the ER so I had to spend a good portion of the evening in the ER they went straight to do a cat scan or a CT scan on me because they were worried about um, compartment syndrome and stuff like that just because it was like so blown up like I've never seen anything really swell so quickly but 
somehow the CT scan, they said everything was cool. They said it was just a huge hematoma. So um, I, at this point, I still had absolutely no plans of racing. I mean, actually, at this point, I was on morphine, which I don't think is good the night before the race, probably. But um, it was really painful that night. I think I only got like two or three hours of sleep on Saturday night at the hotel. And we got up Sunday. We were just going to go try to watch all the pro classes and watch the two-stroke race. Because if I wasn't going to race it, I'll, I'll be damned if I wasn't going to at least be in attendance and watch. You know, it's always good racing. So me being a fan of the sport, I was going to be there to watch at least. And we watched um, the 250 Pro and 450 Pro AM motos in the morning. And it was just tearing me apart, man. It was killing me to not even be, be able to go out there and try. So um, like I was telling you right before we started this, um, we after the second or after the first 450 Pro-Am moto, we were headed out to Walgreens to go get pain medication. And like a quarter of the way there, like I my, I just looked at my girlfriend. I was like, I don't know if I want to take these meds yet. Like I kind of want to see if see if I can put my foot in a boot and try this. So um, I, on the way back from the Walgreens, I called my girlfriend's dad, the legend super fan. He got a new tire put on there for me because one of my main goals uh, was to get that whole shop money. So last second, I decided to suit it up and – I think the hardest part of the day was trying to kickstart my bike because it's my right leg. So yeah, the first time leg. I picked it, I think I actually might have shed a couple of tears. But um, whenever I got down to the gate, I actually had somebody else start it for me before the site lap. Um, even my competition, Kyle Bitterman, he he saw me standing there waiting for somebody to start my bike for me. Class so he started act. it for me. Yeah, that's, that's definitely classy for sure. So thanks to Kyle for doing that. And uh, I had somebody else start it for me before the race. And um I would kind of use the site lap to test it out. Like I was pretty like 50, 50 if I was even going to be able to do it, but um, rode the site lap. And I figured if I could get through that, I'd be good. And I made it through that. So I just, I just had to make it to the gate drop. So the adrenaline would take over. Cause um, it was, it was pretty brutal. Like my leg would barely even fit in the boot. Yeah, man. Like uh, honestly, that was the the epitome of the college try. Like that, that <laughs> is the, the way, like the, for anyone who doesn't, if they don't already follow you on social media at, uh, I believe it's Burkeen820 on Instagram. I think it's just Matt Burkeen, actually. Okay, fair enough. Either way, uh, if they're not already following you, they need to. Your story, uh, it was grotesque, but at the same time, uh, like the, uh, the intrusive thoughts of my own, like, the, the, I want to look at that sort of thing and be like, that thing was <laughs> impressive. Like that thing had some girth and length to it. Um, I was, it was, it was something to be seen. And yeah, you went out there and raced with it, man. Uh, like that is the heart of a motocross racer. Um, you instantly have FOMO, regardless of your own personal health. You still want to get out there, ride. Um, not only because it means a lot to you being, like, being the Cody Gregg Memorial race, but money on the line and like it's an exciting race to be in. Uh, of course, this is part of the, the Verb Moto Shred Tour. This is, uh, uh, one of the last stops of the year. Um, and you were on hand for it. You won, you, you won this race last year. That, that's like sort of what sort of kicked off all of this stuff that's taking you to where you're at right now. Like a, sort of a calendar year ago. Uh, your YouTube hadn't blown up the way it had. Um, and, and just all the, the sort of the, the buzz around Matty B in general, uh, it seems to have been kind of coming to a head and, uh, yeah, it would have been a bummer to not see you on the line for that. Yeah. I mean, last year, that was probably like the best riding I've ever done in my entire life, especially like that two stroke main event. Like it just, everything went perfect. And like you said, just, just mainly who the race is for. I mean, the money on the, being on the line is cool too, but if this was any other race, I, I really don't think I would have probably participated but uh being that it's at muddy creek too which is like my best track and just who it's for where it's at like i just i mean i've said it before but i just felt like i had no choice to at least try and the bummer was um i mean even for that much money on the line seven laps isn't that long but the the race or the year before it was only six laps and i thought it was going to be six laps again so i'd kind of like put a little bit of a charge on to make some passes and I did not get the white flag when I thought I was going to get it. And the freaking bottom just fell out of me. Cause like I said, I mean, I, I was hate all, that. I was looking all, for white. You just don't get it. Yeah, and I, I was all like on pain medication the night before and stuff. So like my body wasn't feeling very good. I was on no sleep. So I just, my whole body was trying to shut down on me, which it almost the last few laps, it almost made me forget about my leg just cause the rest of me felt so crappy too. But um, it was the toughest part was just, any right-hand corner, which there was a few, like, off-cambered right-handers, I just couldn't really do much in them. And on the off chance that I did screw up and dab my leg, it was just, like, 
detrimental to the next couple sections. It was taking a lot out of me. Certainly. Uh, yeah, that, that is, uh, like anytime you have a leg injury, whether it's a big Charlie horse or you're, you're in your case, it was sort of a lower leg injury, correct? Like it was like yeah. below the knee. Uh, yeah. that, that's going to be tough for you. But, uh, yeah, you, you, uh, you nut it up and you, you hit it. Side note, remember nut up? That was like a sponsor for Supercross, like I nine, sure do. six years yeah, ago. And they, they packed up their bags quickly there for thereafter. Um, but for those who are listening who who aren't fully aware of and they don't understand sort of the um the, the the gravity of this race, Cody Gregg, a guy who I was fortunate enough to have on the podcast, uh unfortunately it was the very same year. Uh he and his, his dad uh were involved in a uh accident which ended up taking both their lives. Um but uh like very much like you, uh he competed in the outdoor nationals on a YZ two fifty. Um, like uh something that a lot of other racers have done, but uh, he did it with a lot of style and uh and integrity and just such a great guy. Um and it, it really speaks volumes to his character how this race continues to be special, continues to be something that a lot of racers like they mark on the calendar that they want to take part in. Um, you're certainly one of them. And, uh, yeah, like, I, I think it's, um, like you probably, you, you know him a lot, whole lot better than I did. Um, but it certainly speaks volumes to just how much, how great of a guy he was and the fact that, um, we continue to celebrate him years later. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's been, I think we're closing in on seven years since they've been going and the race just keeps on getting bigger and bigger. I mean, I think it says a lot about it whenever a guy like Aaron Plessinger puts in 10K into the purse. You know, it's not just for nothing. You know, this this race, you know, Aaron Aaron knew Cody and Chris Gregg just like I did. And, and for any of us that, that knew those two, it just, it hits different. It really does. You know, they were really special to the motocross community. I feel like everybody knew them and they never met a stranger either. And, um, you know, every amateur national, Loretta's, Minio's, all that stuff. I feel like we all would just go and gather um, at the Grags and just mess around, talk and just shoot the shit, just whatever we could. And, um, Cody's mom and Chris's wife, Lisa, she was like a second track mom to me at the races growing up. And she, she still shows up to this race every year. And, um, she shows up to some of the indoor events from Victory Sports too, which, um, it's just like, it's, it's just such a family atmosphere. The Grags always used to race the Victory Sports events and they were tight with the staff, just like they are everybody else. You know, like I said, they're just friends with everybody. So, um, I, it's just cool. Like the entire, community as well as like our local community we all come together um to do this race and honor those two it's just it's it's really special there's nothing like it and even um this year and i think a couple years in the past too like it was all cloudy and gloomy all day and then i swear right when we're in staging loading the gate for the cody grag race sun comes out and just beams beams down on us like nothing else man yeah, no, it, it truly, truly is special. And, and yeah, shout out to AP, like just digging into his jeans. Uh, although pretty tight jeans, uh, as I noted recently, uh, it's got, I guess that's part of the look. Um, uh, yeah, $10,000. That's, that's, uh, to, to a privateer, that, that's a serious amount of money. Um, were you able to, uh, come away with a, a little bit of purse money, uh, for your efforts? Like, uh, you, 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 uh, sacked up and, and rode, uh, obviously you didn't do as well as you did last year, but. Uh, did, did you get something for your troubles? Yeah, I mean, I always got something. The only thing that was a little bit of a bummer for me is um, the last lap. I think I lost like four spots because I was just pretty much done and, and just didn't want to take any chances to like hurt my leg even more. So I think I lost like 200 bucks just on the last lap, but I still did come away um, with 500. So that's like nothing compared to the winning the winning payout from last year. But um, I've been telling people at least it's a little bit of a down payment on my ER visit because that was um, maybe in the back of my mind that might have been a little bit of extra motivation too. Like I had taken myself to the hospital, so I mean that bill's got to get paid sooner or later. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, yeah, like being from Canada, the the fact that we're like we have that sort of stuff like that's like part of our medical system. So that that like I, that wouldn't even cross my mind as far as. Yeah. Uh, but for the states, completely different ball of wax. Um. Aside from this, this race, obviously this one's important to you. Uh, you're able to get some content, put it up on YouTube. That's been extremely successful for you. And, uh, I, I'm going to tell you why it's been successful for you, Matt, is, uh, the, the key to being successful on social media is to like, they, the, like experts was, Oh, just be yourself, post however much you think you should post, be genuine, do all these things. You do, you do that 
automatically. That's not like a manufactured thing for you. And, and that's why your, your YouTube, like whenever someone's like, they, they sit themselves down, okay, I'm going to be a YouTuber. That almost never works because it's almost, you're trying to force something. Um, what you do on YouTube is so organic. It's so like genuine and from the heart. And you just sort of like let people in on your world and believe it or not, there's thousands, sometimes even millions of people who would love to be able to kind of take, uh, like be taken on that journey. Uh, and you're able to do that for people. And, uh, um, yeah, I think actually what I'm going to do is also make this video available to you, uh, shortly after our interviews, because I, I know that like, uh, my boys over at Verb, Wes, he's not a huge fan of the, the Zoom call, uh, video content. Like this will definitely end up being a podcast on Verb. Uh, but yeah. I gotta up my game as far as uh, video production quality before this ends up on the Verb Moto YouTube channel. But that doesn't mean we can't make it available for, for your YouTube. And, uh, and if that does in case, um, make it say hello to everybody here on, uh, on your YouTube channel. It's something that's been successful for you. And, you know, in a lot of ways, maybe, uh, supplementing a little bit of, uh, those races you weren't able to make it into, uh, after, uh, Redbud this last year where, uh, things kind of all just went sideways for you. Yeah, definitely. And, and like you had said, starting out, um, you know, like people set out to, oh, I'm going to be a YouTuber and it doesn't work out. And the kind of the beauty of it is I, I never really set out to be that. Like I just, my girlfriend used to film my races and she told me that she thought it'd be cool if I started posting them. So I started posting them and, at first, they didn't really catch on because, like, it was just a little local stuff, not really much going on. But then I had a couple that were, like, pretty exciting, fun battles, like two-stroke versus four-stroke type stuff. And then I had a battle with um, Nick Romano at South of the Border where I was doing this wall jump to try to keep up with them. So that got me some eyeballs as well. And then um, we never had vlogged until the start of the outdoors last year. But uh, the first round we went to, High Point, we were just like, we might as well vlog it. Like, it's... We didn't think we were going to make money or like any of this numbers on audience or anything. Like we were just like, it's going to be funny. It's going to be a shit show. So we might as well film it and show people. So we really just started it out for fun and it caught on a lot more than I expected. And I really would have never expected it to keep going like it has been because over the winter, um, last winter, I was hurt a lot too. So I started getting into um, filming a lot of the arena cross stuff, just all the carnage and chaos and fights. Arena crash. That did kind of become your thing. Yeah, you name it. There's all kinds of action in Arena Crash. So I was uh, thankful to be able to build my audience that way over the winter without even racing. So that was pretty cool. And then um, over the summer, obviously, you know, my goal and the whole reason I was going to those races was to qualify and race. But uh, the second half of the season, we really did fall apart. I think part of that, um, part of it was mental, but I think part of it too was the physical stuff I've been going through with the fatigue. It really started to wear on me. But um, it was nice that, you know, if you qualify, I think with a contingency in the purse, it's like $900. Then if you don't, it's zero. So that's, that's a pretty big drop, but it was really nice to be able to film some of the races and just try to do some different content stuff to try to, like you said, just try to supplement that income that I wasn't getting from, from not making the races. And, and I really enjoy it also. Like, it's not like I was running around the track filming like, Oh, I'm going to be able to make X amount of dollars filming this. Like it really, um, it really is just passion. Like I love the sport. I really, do enjoy filming the riders they make it look easy and they do sick stuff out there and um even whenever i was younger at sob like if you go really deep on my youtube channel i even have videos of cody Gregg that i used to film like on a little camcorder back in the day whenever my um nice. when my bike when my bike would break i would just head straight back to the room and get a camera and come out and film people so it's kind of always been something i've i've kind of had a knack for and had interest for and it really like i, I tell everybody now it's it's really just a beyond a glorified hobby that's kind of turned into a job. So um, I didn't plan for any of this, but it's been a lot of fun. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, like I said, we, we enjoy being taken along for that ride. Um, like so, a lot of things, even that I get to be, be able to participate in uh, on a weekend basis where I end up going to these races, whether it's Loretta's or MXDN, um, like I get to go on the other side of the curtain or the other side of the velvet rope that a lot of the other people who could only wish to be able to do that. And if I can sort of let them come along with me on that, um, they're, they're happy to share it. So yeah, I got, I, I've been getting a lot, a lot of uh, positive reinforcement on that side of things on YouTube and yourself as well. So hopefully, uh, that continues. And, uh, like I said, well, well honestly, one of the reasons why I think you're so successful with it is that it's not a forced thing. You're just genuinely letting people in on the best kept secret in the world is that 
being a professional motocross racer is a really fun job to have. And uh, people are more than happy to come along on with you on that journey. The only thing this weekend, and honestly, it's, it, this is probably mostly to blame as to why you got hurt in the first place. All the pain that you're going, you went through through the weekend and what you're feeling right now is that you did not wear the white and black, uh, 2002, uh, Fox gear that I sent you. You could have wore it this weekend. It could have been awesome. You didn't wear it and, and you suffered the consequences, Matt. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, I know you gave me the shout out on the vlog from, uh, from Unadilla, but, uh, yeah, like you still have that gear and you fumbled, uh, and rightfully so. Now, honestly, you are right. And it actually, before I checked the weather, I had that gear folded up and at my door ready to take it. And I checked the weather, it said rain and man, I didn't want to dirty up the legendary oh, O2. Like, it, it stayed white for 21 years. I didn't want to be the one to ruin that, but <laughs> I should have ran it by you and sent you sh- it. You should, you should have ran it, man. Honestly, like that stuff washes up nice. Uh, and, uh, and it's also that if you probably, you probably noticed that Unadilla, that jersey doesn't vent for shit. So it would have been heavy, nice. Heavy. Those pants yeah. are weigh 25 pounds at least. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Those are like the, 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 the rubber TPR badging on the, on the show. Like that's enough to, uh, to weigh you down. Maybe grab <laughs> a, a second or two on the, on the lap times. But, yeah. um, that was pretty cool. My, uh, like uh, completely unbeknownst to my own man. That is actually not, that's not my gear. That's my dad's gear. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you rocked it, man. Uh, it was a good look. Yeah, that, it looked way better than, than even I was expecting. And I thought it was going to be cool. I mean, you could even tell, like, in the pictures and videos, it was all baggy, like the old school stuff. Cause the yeah. new, the cool Fox stuff, I feel like is extra tight. And I've never really worn any of that stuff until super recently. So I finally started getting used to that new tight stuff that kind of makes me look a little thin. And then I got into that O2 gear and, uh, freaking set the scale off, off record to the maximum pounds and was a little weighed down a little baggy but it looked sick i felt like i was straight out of o2 and i mean all the photographers all the riders they thought it was sick people were people were asking me if AP it was really, liked it yeah people He's were the- asking it's really o2 gear and i was like yeah like look at the patch right here it says o2 <laughs> yeah no doubt um like how, how do you like like it's a the fox deal that you have like what's like it's is that rider support they they send you x number of sets of gear throughout the year what's the deal there uh i don't i don't really know how to explain it like they've definitely taken great care of me but like i don't really have like a, a set deal like they've kind of just uh just they he's he's always asking me what i need and and kenny day i'm talking about yeah, kenny day, yeah. ask me what i need and i usually tell him i don't need much but before um, before Paula, I just asked him if he uh, had any extra boots or anything like that because I was out of boots. And um, at the first round, he hooked me up with like some helmets, boots, gear, like the whole, um, like the whole charade, which was really cool because I mean I've never really looked so sick in my life. I was really hyped on that. And then, yeah. <clears throat> um, they were getting me goggles ready for the races too. And then even at Colorado, they gave me a couple more things. So they. I don't really have like a set in stone deal, but I'm definitely well taken care of. And I feel like I'm taken care of even a little better than I deserve. So I really do appreciate it. Cause I, I never would have thought that a company like Fox would be looking out for somebody like me. So it's pretty sweet. No doubt. Great company. Uh, they're kind enough, uh, Fox racing Canada, kind enough to send me some stuff. Uh, when I, so I've got, I've received two or three boxes now where it's like, it's a big, massive box full of like four or five sets of gear couple sets of boots and a, or a, set of, a set of boots and a helmet and yeah to have a, a box from fox show up uh yeah it doesn't get like I, I always say on this podcast you either wear fox or you wish you did exactly it's so iconic man right and my my favorite kit of yours this year was of course I, I'm, if i'm not mistaken you run an fmf exhaust pipe and silencer yes and the pros and the pro circuit uh, gear uh no. hey I modified it, dude. It says DBK circuit. The people I was staying with oh, in, uh, okay. the people I was staying with in SoCal before, uh, Paula, they ride for DBK and they had yeah. some irons and I really wanted to wear that gear, but I didn't want to rep the wrong company. So we just put DBK over where it says pro. So that gear is actually the only custom gear in the world. That's DBK circuit. Fair enough. DBK circuit. I, I, I like it. I wore it on Friday at Muddy Creek, DBK circuit. <laughs> like it, man. That's sweet. Um, well, before I let you go here on the Big MX radio podcast, um, on Verb Moto, um, I need 
I need one or two Cody Gregg stories out of you, man. Like this is, this is sort of like in memory, this particular podcast, what I'd still like to do with you is uh, get a few people together that have Cody Gregg stories, but uh, lay one on us. Uh, maybe with one of the better, better stories that you have uh, either a training with Cody or a, a travel story or something along those lines. Um, like this, this podcast is definitely in memory of, of, uh, of his great legacy. Yeah, I think uh, the first one that comes to mind to me, um, we were all at Loretta's and like bridge jumping wasn't anything I was ever into either, but I was just like with this group of friends and another friend of ours, he, uh, they were trying to get him to jump off the bridge and he wouldn't do it. And uh, Cody was one of the main people trying to egg him on to get him to do it. And my buddy's like, man, I'm not giving into peer pressure, like just give it up. And Cody goes, man, it's not peer pressure. It's just your friends telling you to jump off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and he like he's so like meant it. it like he was totally like yeah i'm not peer pressuring you at all i'm just telling you to jump off this bridge <laughs> that is yeah as genuine as it can uh yeah. i'm gonna try and dig up the audio uh from the, the the original interview that i did with him so many years ago um yeah this this is special man i really appreciate you taking some time to ch- chat about your weekend hopefully your leg gets better i assume you'll be on the shelf uh maybe going through some footage and putting that on youtube for the next week or two um and then uh yeah like uh, w- what's what's on the horizon for matt aside from some some rest and recovery and some uh some er bills i wish i knew but i honestly really don't i actually just was looking on instagram right before we did this and i saw a pro-am at south of the border that's in like a month so if I can be healed up and healthy for that, maybe I'll do that. But I've just been struggling really like the whole second half of the year with the health issues and stuff. So I'm not really too sure how what we're going to be into going forward. I mean, if I can get to where I'm feeling better pretty soon, then maybe we can have a good year next year. But it's just been so long since things have been going right. And there's just been so many issues. I just I haven't really been able to plan much further ahead than just trying to get myself back right. So I think as as for now, that's priority number one. Um, no matter what I do, we'll definitely find a way to keep the content going in some capacity. Like this weekend, um, there's going to be a $20,000 pro purse race, like an hour and a half from my house. I'm not going to be able to race it, but I will be going there and finding a pit bike and trying to get as much content as I can ripping around that place. So um, just stuff like that. Like if I can't participate, I'll do my best to to help bring it to the people at home. And I mean, racing dirt bikes and watching people race dirt bikes is entertaining as hell. And we've got arena crash coming up soon too. So um I should be able to find some way to stay busy. I just don't know exactly what yet. Certainly. Well, hopefully that doesn't involve you slamming into a concrete wall at any point. Uh, that was scary. Uh, although probably got you a lot of clicks on, uh, on the old uh, social not, media. Not worth it. No, not worth it. Not, not even in the slightest. Uh, follow Matt Burkeen on social media. If you're not already subscribed to his YouTube channel, do exactly that. Like this video as well as uh, hit that notification bell so you never miss a single episode with Matt Burkeen. Thank you so much for making the time today, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Always a pleasure. And long live the memory of Cody and Chris Gregg, man. 298 forever. Amen to that. Thanks again. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Here's a little something special that I was able to recover from the archives of Big MX Radio. I had the pleasure of having Cody Gregg on the podcast shortly after one of his best performances at an outdoor national where on a 252 stroke, he actually got 13th in a moto. Of course, it was a pretty muddy moto, but that's a 13th nonetheless. And in a lot of ways, this is one of my favorite things about the podcast is that in the event, like something like this happens where um, there's a, an incident or an accident that takes one of our community members away from us, podcasts and interviews are ways to uh, help their legacies live on and stick with us and we can look back at them and we can re-listen to them and we can hear their voice. And that's something that gets preserved over time. And uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy this interview with uh, Cody Gregg, bringing it up, um, bringing it back, essentially bringing it back to life a little bit. And um, yeah, just celebrating the guy that he was. And um, for those who didn't know Cody um, personally, maybe this is a way to get to know the guy a little bit. Uh, so you understand why we celebrate Cody the way we do. So, uh, without further ado, here is Cody Gregg on the Verb Moto Pod Network. 
But with us on the line, we've got a very special guest. He was ripping up Bud's Creek on a two-stroke this last weekend. Went 16th overall with a 22-13. I'm talking about none other than Cody Gregg. Cody, how's it going, brother? Doing good, man. How about you? Ain't not too bad. It's a beautiful sunny morning here in Manitoba. A few miles north of where you're at, but uh, you're on cloud nine after this weekend. Yeah, man, it's awesome. It's still, I'm just trying to let it all sink in, but at the same time, you can't really think about it too much. You sort of have to get back on the grind and keep working away. No doubt. A uh, little bit different equipment for you than the rest of the pack, but uh, nevertheless, you're able to uh, put it in the motos, and then a strong uh, 22, and, a, and in the muddiest of motos, uh, a 13. Tell us a little bit about how you ended up on that machine for this year. Well, um, I used to race the two-stroke back in the amateur days, and I went for the 2 pf because that's where most of the help's at. And then this year, between the break, my dad and me were talking, and we just thought that uh, I always rode two-strokes good. They're easy to maintain, easy to keep up. So we bought two two-strokes, and I've just been riding them, training. And honestly, I think that it helped me a lot being on a, a lighter machine. And then the mud added in. That's what I was wearing all weekend and because of my uh, – NCC skills that I've rode some woods races, and if you can ride three hours in the mud, 30-minute moto is not that bad on motocross track. No doubt. Um, no engine braking on that bike, so nice and nimble out there in the mud. Uh, and they didn't seem to uh, rip the track very deep at all. The, the water seemed to sit on top. It, it didn't get like as bad as it very well could have. Uh, do you think that really helped out the track a little bit? Yeah, for sure. They they did an awesome job with the track for how much rain we got. I didn't think there was any way that um, they were going to be able to have the second moto. And then they came across and told us we had 15 minutes to be down there. And that's what I was wanting. I was wanting to go back out in the mud and just try and get as best of a start as I could and run up front with those guys. No doubt. And that you did. Uh, I remember looking at lap uh, lap scores and I'm like, all right, I don't know who Nick Farrell is. I have a general idea who John Short is. Gannon Audette grew up only six hours south of me, but Cody Gregg? No idea. And uh, this is your first national that you qualified for this year uh, out of three tries. And uh, you, you connected with the roundhouse, man. You knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I mean, like, I always break the 250 class, and I've always watched those guys, and obviously the 450 class is a premier class, and it was awesome to get a start and be able to run up there with those guys. I mean, I didn't feel like they had too much of an advantage in the deep mud. I mean, in the deep stuff, they could pull me a little bit, but when we got on the straightaways and stuff, I was just hammered down. I was just trying to make up as much time as I could, and I surprised myself with how well I was able to keep up with those guys, but a few of the mistakes knocked me back a little bit. Hey, this is Jared Stuyvesant, and we're going to commercial. We'll be right back. All right, guys. It's time for a commercial. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You, too, can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. Amigos are racing, man. But more than bikes, what Big Jeff likes is a fat bowl. Amigos are bran. Fat bowl. Amigos are bran. Oats for power. Brands for speed. Ooh, that tastes what a delicious treat. Cereal bees, Emigos. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. When it comes to helmets, there is just one. The helmet brand, that is. 
Just One Helmets is tailor-made for motocross and street bike riding, and now available in North America. Who chooses Just One? Well, for starters, Tim Geiser, winner of the Italian round in MX2, David Philipparts, Vicky Golden, Trevor Reese, as well as David Pulley. And you know what? So do I. I choose Just One Helmets because they're simply the safest, lightest, and most comfortable lid available. Want to know more about Just One Helmets? Check them out on the web at www.justonehelmets.com. Find out about the J12, the J32, and all of the colorways that are absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com today. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. In 2014, X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter-X, Volcano, and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys who are building wheels for Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock, call up Roy Borden today at 204-633-2722. No doubt. Uh, who did you end up uh, battling with throughout the day? Uh, do you have any friends out there on the track? Or I guess once the, the gate drops, there aren't too many friends anymore. Yeah, I mean, they're your friends. And once the gate drops, everything's serious. And racing's racing, and everybody will do what they had to do to be as good as they can. But um, most of the motor at the beginning, I was with Tony Archer and uh, Cunningham. I was behind both of them. And I was staying pretty close with them, and I had a little fall over my watch my front in out and fell over and i lost those guys but uh for the most part i mean i was right i was trying to run with those guys and just stick to their back wheel because i knew the longer that i could stick with those guys the better of a chance i was going to have it building me a gap no doubt uh are you aware of the rider who finished in front of you and behind you uh in your second moto um, after, I wasn't sure who all was behind me. Honestly, with the start and then the crash, I about hit Dungey off the, off the start when he crashed, and I wasn't really sure who all was in front of me, but I, the first lap I looked, and I knew that there wasn't too many people, and then my mechanic was telling me I was in tents for some part of the moto, and I was just trying to hammer down and stay as close to those guys as I could and stay up front, because I know the longer the moto goes on, normally 
the bigger of a gap you have and the more you're able just to ride your own pace and it, it all helps out man no doubt um uh, to finish a moto only one position behind ryan dungey and one spot ahead of uh the monster energy kawasaki of will han uh that's no joke man um like those guys are amazing riders. Uh, even if they had to have gone down uh, throughout the moto, like you guys are all faced the same setbacks throughout that moto, and uh, you put in a really, really impressive ride. Um, who do you, who, who are the biggest people that you have to thank? Um, first off, I'd like to thank God because you know without Him keeping safe, it wouldn't be possible. I've had a lot of setbacks, but uh, everything happens for a reason. So. Him and then my mom and dad for all our support. Uh, Brewer Cycles, Tyler Brewer over there, he's helped me out so much. I couldn't have asked for any more help. And then all the help from Yamaha, FMF's always been helping me. Um, let's see here. MJ's Graphics, they've helped me out a lot this year. Thor, MX, Stock Goggles, Bell Helmets, and just all the people that have stuck behind me forever, man. Even though I'm on a two-stroke, the people still seem to like it, and they want to give me as much support as they can. That means a lot at this time of day. No doubt. And uh, so, uh, what do your sponsors say when the when you they you tell them you're going to ride a two stroke? Uh, is there a resounding support to that, or what's the deal there? Well, uh, not a lot of people want to do the two stroke thing, I guess, because for the money thing for the four stroke. But when we called Tyler up, he was he was more than excited to help me out with the two stroke. He watched me race, he loved to race a while back, and. He said he knew that I had the potential to be there, that he wanted to give me all the help he could so that I, my results could show. And he just helped me so much, man. That wouldn't be possible without him. No doubt. Um, as far as uh, races down the road, like, are you planning on hitting uh, some, like, Unadilla or uh, even Millville? Yeah, actually, we're headed up to Redbud this weekend. We're going to leave nice. on Thursday, I think, and then. I'm going to try and do Unadilla and um, the Iron Man. Those are all pretty, they're East Coast, sort of close around. So I'm going to try and get to all those that I can and hopefully put the two-stroke back in the main one. So what's the plan for uh, the, the winter time? Do you race Supercross? Do you ride 250F, 450? What's what, uh, Or do you plan on pulling a 252-stroke out for some, uh, some, some stadium rounds? Um, I'm not sure. I have a buddy lives in Canada, and he told me I need to come up there and ride those. I know they have a two-stroke class up there, so that would be awesome, but I'm not really sure quite yet. I think I'll still be on a two-stroke. I mean, I love them, and I have fun, so I for sure don't plan on getting off of them, but uh, maybe a Supercross. There's all, there's uh, some indoor series that I do during the winter just to stay in shape, and then I always ride some moto and keep the fun in it, man. No doubt. Um... Do you do you have a, an exhaust sponsor for that uh, two-stroke years? Yeah, FMF man, they've been behind me since I was on 65s, and they just give me the most support I could ever ask for. Anything you need, they're always more than uh, glad to help you out. And then Joel and all those guys over FMF, Will Donny, they're all they all help me out so much. Little D is good for the motocross industry. I can tell you that much for free. Uh, uh, on his birthday this year, he gave me a tour of the shop. Great guy. Yeah, he's a, he's an awesome guy, man. They've always supported me, and I couldn't be I wouldn't be where I'm at without all their help. Yeah. Uh, so motocross is all about uh, it's not all about, but it's very much about confidence. And now, after two rounds not making uh, it into the mains, and then now you've you've made it into the motos and you've done well. Is this a giant stepping stone for you as far as when you go to the line, be like, I can run with these guys? Honestly, it is like the first two rounds they didn't go as I planned, and honestly, it was sort of it sort of had me bummed out. But I've always loved Butts Creek. I've always went there on amateur day, even when I was a kid, going to the national, and that's that's probably my favorite track ever. So I knew that that was coming up, and I just kept telling myself that I was good at that track. I like it. I was going to have fun, and then they said it was going to rain. So I was thinking that's what I need. I like this track and the mud. I think it'll be good. And honestly, it all worked out. And it, it gave me a lot of confidence. So now I'm really pumped to head to Red Bud. And it uh, should be good just to put in another smart ride, hopefully, and get in the main. No doubt. I hope you, that you're able to do so. Um, there, like A lot of buzz has been brought around with uh, certain certain riders. Like They, they bring out the two-stroke yourself and Garrett Stanky. Uh, there's been good and 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 not so great uh, reaction to it. Some people say that uh, you should put yourself on the most competitive machine 
and and that's the only way to race. Um, but the two of you seem to uh, remember the old adage that we heard when we were little kids. It's not always about winning. It's how you play the game. And uh, the two of you seem to be racing with a lot of passion and, and just doing it for the love of the sport. Um, is, is that, like, obviously you want to do as well as you can, but uh, is there a little bit of that mixed in as well? Yeah, honestly, I mean, everyone, I've had people that have, that have given me positive and negative feedback about it, but at the end of the day, the sport's about having fun, and I, I, I love two strokes. That's what I have most fun at, and I, I couldn't ask for anything more than the, the ride to two strokes and just keep the, keep the fun in. I mean, if you're not having fun, you shouldn't be doing it. And really, that's, this year, that's what I've been doing. I've just been trying to keep the fun in it, and it's been, it's been awesome so far. Plus, you're the only guy, or you're one of the only guys on the line who can uh, like make dirt bike so dirt bike noises uh, while you're in conversation and actually be making the sound of your motorcycle because everyone still makes two stroke noises and 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 you're allowed to because everyone else rides four stroke. Yeah, that's right. I've always been a kid. I always make two stroke noises, and it, it's cool to still be on one. Not a lot of people are on them, but that's not going to stop me from being on it. That's why, I, that's why I love riding and that's why I have the most fun at. So it's awesome, man. Plus the maintenance side of things, like, uh, honestly, 252 stroke, uh, super simple engine, uh, for the most part, uh, pipe silencer and uh, a few extra little goodies and those things absolutely rip. Uh, what do you have done to your particular race bike that, uh, makes it go so fast? Well, the race bike, I mean, you can't really change the bore of the engine or anything. So we just have a, a motor guy. He just tossed all the stuff on the inside and tossed all up, all up and it just makes it run better. But we've been having some issues with it. So honestly, on my practice bike, we just threw a FMF pipe and we had a shorty silencer on it and some hand guards and the wheels and the bone stock. Other than that, I, I, I honestly surprised myself. I, I didn't have any intentions that I would ever do that good on it bone spot practice bike so it was awesome man well at that point it might just come down to reliability you are riding the uh the most reliable setup available to you uh with a with a, a pipe and silence that makes it sound a little better yeah for sure i mean a lot of people think that when you bought in it, it messes them up and i've honestly i've never had a motor issue and just some crazy things happen we don't we don't even really know what's wrong with it but uh yeah i mean i just Went back to the stock practice bike. You can rely on it. I mean, that's what I practiced on, and they're cheap, easy to maintain. You don't have to worry about it, and it was it was just awesome. So, um, given your success on the machine, as well as uh, the the attention that you got uh, from this, I guarantee that uh, Racer X will be uh, knocking on your door at some point to get some words from you. Um, would you suggest this uh, the type of move, like moving to a two stroke, to uh, some other guys on the line who? Um, are looking to uh, maybe bring some more attention to what they've got going on? Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, they're, just the fact that they're so easy to maintain, I mean, a four-stroke obviously has more power, and a 450 is a lot heavier and has a lot more torque and stuff, but it's just more, I don't know, it's more privateer-friendly, I guess. It, it doesn't take as much work to maintain it, and they're still pretty fast, and I think, being on a stock practice bike and all that good sort of showed everybody that you don't really have to have a big motor. You just have to sort of be consistent and just have fun with it. Absolutely, my friend. Uh, it seems to have served you well, and uh, I wish you all the best in the future. Um, if you could, run down those sponsors for us again so that we can uh, get that on record. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank God, first and foremost, for always watching over me and keeping me safe. My mom and dad and sister and my family, all their support because I've been doing this for so long. And it's just sort of been a rough road, but thanks for all them for sticking behind me. Uh, Yamaha, they've been with me since I was on 85. Thanks for, I'm thankful for all their support. And then Tyler Brewer over at Brewer Cycles, FMF, Liquor Performance, Kent Spin Racing, uh, um, MGX Graphics, Liquor Performance. Uh, everybody else that's helped me out so much, I'm sure I forgot the people, but they know who they are and they've helped me out tremendously. I wouldn't be where I'm at today without all their help. Absolutely. Uh, what was the crowd reaction to your, uh, your ride out there? I gotta imagine the Bud's Creek faithful, uh, a big fan of seeing that two banger, uh, ripping around the track. Yeah, honestly, it's an awesome feeling. You know, even just going out and practice in the first lap where you roll around and you look at the track, you just, hear everyone yelling and then you make it in and on the shot lap everyone's just going nuts and even in the moto like 
there would be people in corners, and when I would let off the gas, going in the corners, all you could hear was people yelling, and it's, it's just an awesome feeling. I mean, it, it helps to know you're doing that good, and then knowing you have people there supporting you and yelling you on, it only makes you just want to go that much harder and not give up. Well, if you get in the points in red button, my friend, uh, you may, you very well may break the internet and the whole track might explode uh, after if they see a, a two-stroke uh, in the points, dicing it up with the, the the boys up front. Yeah, for sure, and that that's the craziest race I think I've ever been to. I went to Red Butt for the first time last year, and those fans are awesome. So if I can put the two-stroke in the main there, I'm pretty sure they'll be going nuts. And it's just a good feeling to know that you have people on the side that want to see you do as good as you want to do yourself. Sweet, man. Well, we wish you the best of luck going forward. I'd love to have you on again uh, as you move forward the rest of your season. Uh, in the mains or not, love to chat, chat with you. And uh, like I said, wish you the best of luck, man. You keep doing what you do. Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate all your support and help. And uh, hopefully get the two-stroke out there some more and get back in the point. Excellent. Don't hang up just yet, but for na- for uh, for the podcast sake, we'll, we'll hang up right there. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content. There you have it, guys. My interview with Cody Gregg as well as Matt Burkeen here on the Verb Pod Network. And I'm very proud to have been able to bring both of those to you in order for you to get a little bit of a peek behind the curtain as to why we celebrate Cody Gregg the way we do, because he was a very special individual. And uh, thanks to Matt Burkeen for making some time for us. The guy's on the mend right now and uh, probably should just be focusing on uh, getting some inflammation out of that leg. But uh, yeah, it took 25, 30 minutes to chit-chat with us. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying all of the Verb Pod Network shows. We have the Squad Pod, we have the Winner's Take Y'all, as well as the Vanilla Broadcast that Wes and the boys, Wes and the gang as they're known, um, break things down whenever there happens to be some really interesting news for, that they want to uh, break out the microphones for. Have yourselves a great rest of your day. Hopefully you're enjoying all these podcasts, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one.